Well, hello everybody. Tom Miller here. So excited to be with all of you today. This call is part of our Blueprint for Charter Success Leadership Development Program. And, and I am your host today, your teacher today, facilitator today, Tom Miller, the owner of our company, Leaders Building Leaders. Our mission is to be the difference maker in leadership development of individuals and organizations. So hopefully, hopefully this, this, this time uh, today is, is going to do just that. I hope so. I know that in preparing for the lesson, it certainly made me realize my areas for growth as a leader. But let me just say, so this is, this is our last Blueprint for Success call for this year. And if you've been in this program all year, and even if you've just been in for a couple months, for the last 10 months, we've uh, provided leadership lessons for you to grow yourself and, and to grow your team and improve, improve your organization. And whether you've been able to, to keep up live or listen to archives, this, this program has uh, provided over 50 hours of leadership development content. So be very proud of yourselves. Many, many people don't invest that many hours in growing themselves in a lifetime, let alone a year. I mean, think about it. When was the last time you actually stuck with something for an entire year development-wise? It was probably college, right? And even those classes are only 15 weeks long per semester. So be very proud. Hopefully you have grown. Hopefully your, your leadership lid is a little bit, at least a little bit higher. I know mine is in preparing for these calls each week. So on behalf of my teaching partner, Katie Ridenauer, we're, we're just so humbled that you have spent the bulk of your Wednesdays or maybe just Dashboard University time with us, uh, commuting back and forth to your schools. We, you know, we aim to keep on getting better and improving our content and programming to, to better serve you. So make sure that you provide us feedback and, and ideas on, on what will best serve your leadership development. So, so let's get started. All right, let's get started, shall we? Today's, today's lesson is very important to me as, as because it, it really hits on uh, uh, what might be one of the most important steps in growing and improving your organization. And hopefully, and hopefully you have downloaded uh, the worksheet that uh, I had sent uh, yesterday for you uh, to use if you haven't. And, um, you can at least have you know anything to uh, write on because I guarantee this is gonna you're gonna get a lot of a lot of notes here a lot of a lot of opportunities for your growth. So John Maxwell, John Maxwell, if you haven't read any of his books. There's one book that I highly, highly recommend that you grab, and that's the 17 Indisputable Laws of Teamwork. And if you haven't read this book, it's a, it's a, it's a fantastic read. And as, as we've mentioned, nothing worthwhile is achieved alone. And, and if you want to go fast, go alone. But if you want to go far, build a team, right? And in fact, we'll be, we'll be launching masterminds and workshops specifically on this book uh, over the summer and, and, and throughout the fall. So, so stay tuned for that because uh, team, teamwork makes a dream work, right? As, as John will say, a great dream with a bad team is more like a nightmare. So, but, so 
I'm not going to obviously have time to share all of the laws, all of the laws with you. There are 17 of them up in this, in this one call. But I'm, but I'm going to pick one law in particular that's, that's extremely important to you, especially at this, at this time of the year. It's the law of the scoreboard. And the law of the scoreboard says that the team can make adjustments when it knows where it stands. Now, just to backtrack a little recently, Carolina Hurricanes, our, our professional hockey team here in, in Raleigh, North Carolina, it, it made the playoffs for the first time in, in, in 10 years. Now, we just happen to be mini-season ticket holders, and, and some of you have actually had the opportunity to, to, use, to use our ticket. And, and if not, make sure you reach out. Send me an email, and I'll make sure I get you on our giveaway list at tom at lbleaders.com. But recently, recently, they made the playoffs, right? They made it to the playoffs, and they actually got all the way to the conference finals, right? the, the, the final four. Now, I, I've got a six-year-old son and my 11-year-old daughter, and they love to go to the games. Now, our, our seats are in the upper deck, right, right in front of the giant jumbotron. It's got lots of data like the shots on goal, uh, the score, how many hits, you know, players' time on the ice. Now, my son Matthew, he's always checking out these numbers, asking me what, you know, what they mean and who's got more, right? But the number that he most cares about is, is the clock, right? He'll always ask me, hey, Daddy, how much more time until it says 0.0? Because he knows when the clock is at zero at the end of the first period, it's dessert time. Now, Devin, my daughter, she always gets this uh, twisted waffle, soft, soft ice cream sundae. My son, Matthew, he, he actually switched up this year. He doesn't go to twisted waffles, and now it's a whole ordeal. But he has switched up, and he gets this rainbow Dippin' Dots sundae with, with the works. It's just got everything on it. And he's, he's got those vendors wrapped around his little finger, and they just, they just load him up. But something, something happened. Something happened to my daughter as the Canes kept winning throughout this uh, playoff run. Now she, she'd wake up the next day and start telling me some hockey facts, telling me the scores of the other teams around the league, asking me if I saw the highlights of, of a guy getting, getting crushed against the boards, right, with a, with a check. Now the Canes run finally ended. Their Cinderella run finally ended when they played the Boston Bruins. And the Bruins ended up sweeping them. She was very, very upset, but she's continued to, to follow. And, and so, so the other night, so the Bruins are in the Stanley Cup. They're playing the St. Louis Blues, if, 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 if you don't follow hockey. So the, so the Bruins are playing the Blues, and, and the games get start too late. They start after 8 o'clock at night. So she doesn't get the chance to see them because she's still in school. But we were, we were talking about game four, and, and the Blues are down two to one. And, and since the Bruins beat the Canes, and they are from Boston, she's, she's not going to root for them, and, and neither will I. So we're both rooting for the Blues. And, and I said, I said, you know, Devin, I said, they really, they really got to score first. They have to, they have to take the momentum back in the series since, since it's a home game. It's a, it's a critical game. And she said, uh, yeah, Daddy, the goalie Pennington, he has to. He has to play better. <laughs> like, ah, it was so funny. Now, she doesn't get to watch, you know, the games, right? So they're already late. But I just happened to notice when I was when I was going up to 
to uh, check on something uh, that, that, that the Blues had scored in the, in the first minute of the game in game four. So as I was going upstairs, I kind of peeked to see if she was, she, if she was still awake. And I said, hey, hey, you awake? And she's like, yeah. She said, I said hey, the Blues scored in the first minute. She goes, oh, just, just like you said, right? Just like you said. So she was, she was, they need to keep up the pressure. I was like, yep, that's right. All right, good night, baby. So 20 minutes later, I hear, I hear someone sneaking down the steps, and she pokes her head around the stairwell. She says, hey, what's the score? <laughs> so, so mom, mom wouldn't hear. I said, I said, it's 2-1 Blues. It's still the first period. She goes, oh, oh, the goalie needs to keep him out of the net, she said. And, and she's just 11. Like, you know, she gets it. She knows that a 2-1 score in the first period of a hockey game is the highest scoring uh, playoff game right now, when she woke up the next day, you know, I had to know, you know, so I had to check it first, because I couldn't stay up you know, for that long. She said, who won? Who won? That's like, the score was 4-2, to two, and the Blues won. And she's, yes, the series is, t- so series is tied, and it's heading back to Boston, which is game five, which is going to be tomorrow night, Thursday night. Now, I share the story mainly because it just really got me thinking about the scoreboard, right? The scoreboard, the, the scoreboard of my business, the scoreboard of the schools that we work with, right? The scoreboard of my own personal growth journey. Because if we're looking at the end of the school year, right, if we're looking at the end of, end of something, end of a project, end of, end of a contract, whatever it may be, the clock's almost at zero, what does the scoreboard say? So the first, you know, the first responsibility of a leader is to define reality. The first responsibility of a leader is to define reality. Max, Max Dupree said that. that. Every game, every game has its own rules and its own definition of what it means to win. And, and some teams measure their success on points scored. And, Others in, in you know profits and schools may you know might be test scores or a number of graduates and the number of students that they serve. But no matter the game, no matter the business, no matter the organization, there's always a scoreboard. And if a team is to accomplish its goals, it has to know where it stands. It has to look at itself in the light of the scoreboard. Now, compare compare the off seasons, right? Compare the off seasons and and, and the training camp of of, of uh, football to to your school year, right? To your school year off planet. You know, before the season starts, your players are working out, they're watching film, adopting new players, um, adopting new plays, and getting new players. They spend days each week, you know, preparing for that next for the next opponent, the, the strengths and the weaknesses of each. It's it's not too different from a school principal and their their team, right? Preparing in that off season, identifying school strengths and weaknesses, looking for how they can improve and better serve their students. They're gaining new students, they're gaining new teachers, so they got to build relationships and get get to know them, and and creating a plan to serve them all, developing their people, creating fans of the school, right? That's what you want. Some really serious fans of your organization, just like teams do. Now, when the game begins, 
the game plan means everything, right? All that planning that you're, that you're doing, that, that, that you've done in preparation for next year, and, and really the scoreboard means nothing because it's zero, zero, right? Or everybody has an A, right? I, I always remember one of the teachers that everybody has an A at the start of the, at the, start of the year, right? It's a fresh start. But if the game is played, the game plan might mean less and less, and the scoreboard becomes more and more significant. But, uh, because the situations are, are constantly changing, right? And the, the current reality of the game at the start of the game, right, the current reality of the game at the start is not the current reality at halftime. You see, the game plan tells you what you want to happen, but the scoreboard tells you what's really happening. Well, that's good, right? The game plan tells you what you want to happen, right? What you're projecting, what you're hoping happens. But the scoreboard tells you what's really happening. It's no different as the leader of a school. Your scoreboard is constantly changing throughout the year. You you can't ignore the reality of any situation if you truly want to win. Because let me ask you this question. Let me ask you this question. What, uh, what matters in your school? What matters? You know the answer is everything matters. <laughs> everything impacts the scoreboard. Everything matters to everybody. Everybody has something. How long they wait in car line. How you made them feel at enrollment. How well open house went. How their kids' grades were. Everything matters. How you looked at them. Everything Everything's a scoreboard to people. If you continuously hold on to an out-of-date, losing game plan and not watch your scoreboard, you're going to have severe consequences. Severe consequences. Now, so in John's book, he makes five statements about, about the scoreboard. And if you downloaded your worksheet, or if you don't have access to your worksheet, you look, for it, look for the link in the... Uh, in the program or the comments, it's, it's, it's there for you to, to download. He made five, he made five statements. So, so uh, I'm going to share each one, and then, and then I'm going to do, do a little bit of teaching on each one. So, so if you don't have, get, get something to write down or take out your iPhone, get ready to take some notes because this, this is important. This is important. This is why you're here. This is why you're investing your time in school. So the first one, the scoreboard is essential to understanding. Now, in sports, players, coaches, and fans, they understand the importance of the scoreboard, and that's why it's so big and visible at the stadium. Right? Like the Dallas Cowboys scoreboard is like larger, larger than, 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 the, than the majority of homes across the world. <laughs> it's huge. That's why it's so visible. It provides a score of the game at any time you come in. So even if you arrive at halftime or, or halfway through the first quarter, you understand the current situation. And I'm, I'm just often surprised at how many organizations operate without any sense of a scoreboard or a dashboard. It's, it's like a family operating, operating without a budget and wonder why they're in debt, right? Or business is not tracking their sales and wondering why, they, why, why they're not growing, why they don't have their cash. Or schools not tracking any information and wondering why their enrollment's low or their student achievement is decreasing. Legendary executive leader Peter Drucker said, you cannot improve it if you cannot measure it. 
And you cannot measure it if you cannot define it. And if you cannot define it, you cannot understand it. So seek to understand. Okay, the second one is the scoreboard is essential to evaluating. And, and I believe that personal growth is, is, is the key to change. You cannot change without growth. It's just not going to happen. So some, some people just don't realize that you just can't get to that next level without doing something different, without changing and adjusting. And this cannot occur without growth of, of the people. If you want to get better, you've got to evaluate yourself, your team, and the people in the organization. And this is another reason for the scoreboard, is that it gives you continual feedback. Seeking to improve without a scoreboard, it's like, it's like bowling without bowling pins, right? You might be, might be working hard, but you really don't know how you're doing. You're just firing the ball down the lane, and boom, it's just hitting the pack. You don't know how many, how many pins it would have knocked over. All right, so the first one is understanding, and the second key is evaluating. Right? Scoreboard is essential to understanding, and the scoreboard is essential to evaluating. Now let's look at the third one. The scoreboard is essential to decision-making. Once you've evaluated yourself, you're ready to make decisions. Now, in football, a quarterback looks at the scoreboard and makes decisions on what plays to call. In baseball, manager uses a scoreboard to determine when to make a change. In basketball, they may use a scoreboard on when to take a timeout. When you're not tracking your progress, you don't have information to make decisions. You're just, you're just leading with your gut, right? Or you're leading by default, right? You're leading by reaction instead of leading by the scoreboard. Now, I feel this way many times, uh, you know, just constantly leading by or, you know, working by what's in front of me. Leaders who don't have don't have a plan are just are just constantly grasping, gr- grasping and trying to make decisions based upon the best information that they believe they have. So, scoreboard is essential to understanding. Scoreboard is essential to evaluating, and the scoreboard is essential to decision making. Let's look at number four. The scoreboard is essential to adjusting. Now, the higher you and your team are competing the smaller the adjustment needs to be for you to, to be at your best, right? But making key adjustments is a secret to winning, and the scoreboard helps you see where adjustments need to be made. And this, and this, this one particular piece reminded me of one of the most powerful words I've ever read, and I remember, I believe it was in one of our first calls this year. It's definitely uh, our, our call in the archives about... Um, uh, your your education plan, right? Right. The secrets to a, to an effective education plan. Michael Fullen said, "The key to success is neither innovation nor technology; rather, it is an abiding commitment to the smallest number of high leverage, easy to understand actions that unleash stunningly powerful consequences." I think I'll say that again. The key to success is neither innovation nor technology. Rather, it is an abiding commitment to the smallest number of high-leverage, easy-to-understand actions that unleash stunningly powerful consequences. You can't, you can't make those actions, right? You can't, you can't move to those actions to create better results without a scoreboard. You could be tweaking the wrong thing. 
making adjustments quickly is the key to winning. Right? Fail fast, fail forward, fail often. Now, the scoreboard number five. The scoreboard is essential to winning. Right? That's that's your last one. So we've got understanding. Right? Understanding was our first. Evaluating, decision making, adjusting. Now, winning. The scoreboard is essential to winning. No one can win or say they succeeded without a scoreboard. Can't do it. I mean, how do you know the game's on the line? The game's almost over. It reminds me of many underperforming organizations. Uh, learning organizations we work with, that, yeah, with no understanding of the end result, ultimate goal, or what winning looks like, there's there's no sense of urgency towards the end. And there's been many times when no one's watching the clock, no, nobody's watching how many more days of school left, and they're not they're looking at it in that conjunction with the pacing and the learning of the students. And eventually, the the clock's at zero. There's no days of school left to teach, and they haven't covered a, a good part of the of the standards. It's critical. Critical to winning. So some some organizations view the scoreboard as a necessary evil, and uh, others just ignore it. And um, some they they cannot, you know, so it's just something you cannot do for long and do well in a profession. Okay, if you want to do well in your profession, you gotta have a scoreboard. And and some make a checking the scoreboard just an integral part of their daily culture, right? That, that they're just and they're continually able to recognize and seize those opportunities leading to huge success, right? Like Michael Fullan said. Michael Fullan. Right? Smallest number of high leverage Actions, right? That's going to get those. Un- that's going to unleash those powerful, powerful results. So, what what should be on your scoreboard? What's on your scoreboard? Now, remember, my daughter asked me to score throughout the game, right? So she was she was thinking along with the coach, right? Keep the puck out of the net, keep the pressure on, keep it going. Now she can't say those things when it's four two and she finds out that the game's over the next day. Game's over. Scoreboard is what the scoreboard is. It's history now. So what needs to be on your scoreboard so you can get the most so you can make so you can understand your score, so you can evaluate yourself and your people, so you can make the necessary adjustments. Right, so you can move towards winning. So you can make decisions. What should be on your scoreboard? Now, we have the that 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 great document, the the, the keys to success, and I think it's like four or five pages now. Yeah. And I, I just keep adding to it because there's just so much data that you can track. There's so much data. Right? There's data per day, there's data per week, there's data per month, there's data per quarter. I'm just not talking about with student performance data. It's people performance. It's systems performance. It's stakeholder performance. Remember, what matters in the success of your school? Say it with me, buddy. Everything matters. Right? It could be transition time. Enrollment process, car line, missed enrollment, teacher feedback, the timing of curriculum orders, the speed in which it makes critical decisions, teacher absenteeism, student attendance, teacher turnover, right? We've got a list. If you don't have the list, reach out for the list, tom at lbleaders.com. I'll send you the list. 
you gotta have a list for your scoreboard. I'll also make sure I you know make it part of the downloads for this call. But reach out. Let's set up your scoreboard. So with the handout, there's a set of there's a set of questions, right? Directly from 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 John's uh, mastermind of this 17 in, in this beautiful also teamwork. Take the time to go through these questions with your team. Remember, there's there's no change without growth, right? So so grow. Be intentional. Don't just say, "Wow, all the scoreboard, all the scoreboard." That's yeah. We don't do that. We should probably do that. Let's let's make sure we do that. If you do what you've always done. You're going to get what you've always got, right? Be intentional. Set aside an hour or two, right? Have each, each member of your team do it. Come together. Talk through your results. That's going to make the difference for you, right? It's not, it's, it's not experience. It's not experience that makes the expert. It's evaluative experience that makes the expert. It's reflective experience that makes the expert. And consistency compounds. So if you spend, I'm not, I'm not saying spend hours every day. Shoot, spend five minutes every day. I don't care. Spend five minutes looking at the data, asking questions, seeking to understand, being prepared to make decisions. Make those minor adjustments. Don't make big adjustments unless you have to. Minor adjustments, minor tweaks. That's going to get you the best results. And it's going to cause the least amount of disruption for your team. So that's my teaching for today. Uh, I, I hope, I really hope that this, this lesson has added value to you. I, I highly recommend if you don't have a copy of this book, The 17 Indisputable Laws of Teamwork, I would get it. I would read it over the summer or... Um, be prepared to, to maybe do a, um, you know, a, a mastermind study with, with your team, and we would, we would love to help, help you facilitate that or you know, come in for a half-day workshop or a full-day workshop or a weekend workshop, whatever it may be, uh, to get your team rolling, to, to build your scoreboard, right? to build your scoreboard. Because otherwise, you're never going to know if you're winning. And I'm pretty sure you want to win. Right? Otherwise, you wouldn't be listening to this call. So my name is Tom Miller. I am your friend. Uh, uh, I believe in you. I believe in your dream. Uh, but your dream is a scoreboard. Your dream is a scoreboard. So send me an example of your scoreboard. Uh, we, you know, we've got lots of examples. We use them for our executive director's report. If you don't have a copy of that, reach out. I'll send it to you. Right? There's so many resources that we can provide you. Uh, so just ask. If we don't have it, we'll track it down. We'll track it down. Again, learn, learn, learn more about what do we do at lbleaders.com and uh, you know, set up a, a complimentary thinking partner session. We'd, we'd love to, to sit and talk to you about, about your scoreboard or any other challenges or programs that you're looking to build next year. Thank you so much for investing in yourself. Thank you for investing in our program. We, we look forward to continue to grow and uh, run alongside you uh, so you can be the best leader you can be to make the most amount of impact in your community. Thanks again, everybody.